I wish I would have been more aggressive on building my email list. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Would you like to start your own show? I'm thinking of developing an online video course teaching how to set up, produce and market your own show. If that might be of interest, dear listener, I would really appreciate if you'd take two minutes of your time to complete the questionnaire at startyourownshow.com. That's startyourownshow.com. The Big Interview with David Bain. What are the main secrets to successful blogs? As a blogger, is it important to pick and stick to one particular niche? And what kind of blogging targets should you be setting for 2015? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Matthew Loomis. Matthew, welcome to DMR. Hi, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Well, Matthew launched Build Your Own Blog to serve people and online businesses searching for a smooth blog setup that points them in the direction of long-term success. And you can find them over at buildyourownblog.net. So, Matthew, there are obviously many more bloggers now than there were six or seven years ago. Does that not make it a lot more difficult now to build a following? Well, David, that's a great question. And I, I get that from time to time. You know, really, I would say no. Uh, One of the things I like to say is that the blogosphere is like the universe, and you're never going to have too many stars. So you just need to learn how to shine, basically. So it's really about uh, doing the research and preparation and having a quality platform. Right, okay. And I guess also, as well, I suppose... Although there are probably many more bloggers now, there are also many more readers. So I suppose, mm-hmm. in a sense, that evens itself out. Well, that's great. You know, bloggers want readers. So if there's more readers, then there's more opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you're a, you're a big WordPress fan, I gather. Oh yes, absolutely. So was there any other platform that you've used, or is it always kind of WordPress you've started off with, and um, that is is the ideal and, and only one? Um, platform to go for as far as you're concerned? Well, as far as I'm concerned, yes, uh, WordPress.org is the platform to go with. Um, I will say I did start out uh, with WordPress.com when I was a freelance copywriter uh, about two and a half years ago. And I think we're going to get into this a little more here in a little bit, but um, I learned that, you know, I was limited with WordPress.com and so WordPress.org definitely offers a lot more for the blogger. Okay, and, and just to summarize the main differences, I mean, WordPress.com is obviously the, the, the version that's, that's hosted by WordPress directly. You don't have your, your own domain, um, um, your, your own server. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, um, so um, generally, if someone is serious about becoming a blogger, they obviously want to control their own domain name. So, um, I guess um, the content that is written isn't published on a third-party platform, and thus um, it could be at some stage, um, perhaps even shut down um, beyond their control. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the scary thing about it. You know, you want to own your platform, and so. You need to use WordPress.org so you can 
actually own your storefront because your online business is your storefront. Okay, so it's important to go for WordPress.org um, in that um, it, the, the blogging software, you can download that directly. But but most um, hosts, of course, make it easy to actually install that directly um, on, a, on a host, um, on their own server. Um, so um, um, are there any hosts um, that um, you particularly prefer at the moment? Uh, yes, I recommend Bluehost. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's a great one for getting started, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WordPress.org endorses uh, Bluehost and recommends them, and uh, that's what I do. You know, that's what I recommend as well. So, okay, and of course they've got um, cPanel, don't they? So um, uh, WordPress just can be installed with one click on there. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, you go into your cPanel and uh, you can install WordPress with one click. No, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are pros and cons with um, different hosting opportunities as well. I mean, to be honest with you, I've actually um, used quite a few different hosts in the past. Um, I've used mm-hmm. Bluehost a little bit. I've used HostGator as as, as a as, as another shared server as well. Um, I've used um, um, a, a couple of UK servers and um, Linode as well. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, one of the challenges probably with um, Having a shared host is that um, speed is probably one of the most important things now, certainly in Google's mm-hmm. algorithm. Um, have you faced any challenges with um, blogs not loading quick enough um, within Bluehost? No, I haven't. You know, actually, I am a new partner with Bluehost. Uh, it's it's actually just been about a month, but uh, that definitely was somewhat of an issue with uh, my previous partner or previous affiliation um uh but you know so far it's been absolutely incredible with bluehost okay that's excellent well, that's a, a a ringing endorsement there so, so yeah. that's great um so um, okay a blogger's decided to go with wordpress um, select their host and, and 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 get set up but um um in terms of selecting a niche, you know whether it's just an independent blogger looking just to start um, a business online, or perhaps um, a business blogger looking to um, enhance their online content by adding a blog to their site, um, is it important to be very very focused in terms of a niche um, and go for a very subset um, of a market um, to become a specialist in a certain area Um, or does that not matter so much to begin with can a blogger start by just writing any content that they feel particularly comfortable writing you know I think the first thing to do is start and uh, you know that's the most important thing It, it really depends on what the goals are for the blog and the blogger you know if someone simply wants to just write stories write fiction or something like that, then, you know, they're not going to necessarily need to be as focused or do as much research or preparation as somebody who wants to sell something. So it really depends on what you're doing with the blog. But if you do want to generate income with your blog, I do recommend that you uh, find a, a specific niche Something that you know, you know, preferably your expertise or you're learning really quickly. And then uh, what you want to do then is simply find out how you can uh, stand out amongst your competition and, 
you know, provide a better service. Okay, and um, one of the ways to stand out from the competition is, of course, having a great-looking um, blog. Um, is there any particular theme that um, you recommend to bloggers at the moment? Uh, I don't recommend a specific theme per se. Um, you know, I think it's it really depends on, you know, what, what niche you're in, what type of blog you're in. So, um, you know, like over on my startup guides, um, I'm now creating some specific startup guides and uh so far i have a startup guide for fashion blogging for travel blogging and for food blogging and each one of those startup guides has uh, a list of wordpress themes that go with that particular niche okay so i i recommend people check that out if they're interested in those any of those three niches so, yeah, that's an interesting concept, just going for a theme dependent on your type of, of, of niche business as opposed to actually always sticking to the same theme. Um, I, I suppose the only um, issue sometimes with themes, if you go for a free theme, um, then it's not necessarily supported. So it means that um, um, with future updates of WordPress, perhaps it might not work and perhaps your site could break. Right. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to happen is, you know, you can't update your site, you know, things start breaking down because, you know, maybe the person that created that free theme isn't still updating that theme. So, you know, with a premium theme, you are definitely uh, getting what you pay for, so to speak, and uh, you're going to get a much more reliable theme. Right, okay. And of course, most premium themes are less than $100. So um, mm-hmm. it, it's not that big an investment considering um, you may be making a significant revenue stream from that blog in the future. Yes, yes. It's definitely worth the investment. Uh, you, people need to invest in their platforms mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so um, we've just reached 2015. Um, what, what kind of blogging targets um, do you think that people getting started in blogging now should be thinking of um, for the year 2015? Blogging targets? What do you mean by that? Um, in terms of um, the quantity of um, content they should be writing, um, perhaps the amount, uh, okay. of, uh, amount of visitors that may be achievable um, within the next you know, 6, 9, 12 months or so if you're just getting started now. Um, what, what, what is a realistic... Um, end point that someone may get to by the end of the end of the year if they stay focused wow you know that depends on the individual of course uh here's here's an, a realistic layout to to shoot for for a, a new blogger that's just like starting right now basically uh if you can just focus on one quality post per week and uh, be consistent and do that, you know, every week, obviously four times a month, uh, then, you know, you're definitely going to be ahead of the curve. Uh, And then you also want to shoot for some guest posts. Now, if you can do, you know, at least one to three per month as well, on top of that, then that's going to really help your, your name, you get out there, the word get out there about your blog and get people to come to your website. 
Okay, and now by a quality post, does that mean that um, it has to be a certain length and obviously unique content? Yeah, definitely. Obviously unique content. Um, the length of it really depends on uh, what you're doing. I, I think if you can provide lots of uh, useful information, then then it really doesn't matter how long it is. Um, people are now, some people are really into uh, long form content, and uh, which means like three to 6,000 words for an article. Mm. And those can, those can be very effective. Um, but I think it's good to mix it up. And so if you also, let's say you're doing two blog posts per week, you know, maybe you could, you know, your second blog article could be 500 words to 1,000 words. And depending on what you're doing there, uh, that can be effective as well, as long as you've got something to say. And do you encourage uh, mixing it up with different types of content, including things like infographics and perhaps videos as well? Or do you think, by and large, the majority of the content should be written-based? Well, I do I do recommend mixing it up, definitely. Uh Sprinkling in in some videos here and there, uh, some infographics are great. Um, I still think that print, uh, as far as written content, is the primary way to go. Um, I don't think having just videos would be a good idea in most niches. So, um, because people, uh, a lot of people who are browsing your website, they want quick answers, they want information easily and they don't want to have to turn on a video and uh you know wait through that so they want to be able to scan things with their eyes so um i would say definitely written copy is is first and foremost important but you do also want to sprinkle in other forms of content too okay um so videos can perhaps augment your written content but it should be first and foremost focused on the written form yes absolutely okay and in terms of writing blog posts um is it important to do keyword research and and think about seo a lot or do you think by and large for your average blogger that that's not that important to begin with yeah you know i think for the average blogger most of the folks that i see uh coming to me at buildyourownblog.net. Um, SEO is, is not a major factor for them starting out. It's something that they need to spend a lot of time with. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's good to consider it. It's good to learn about it. I, I would take some time to, to learn about it and what, how to use it, you know, how to incorporate it into your blog. Um, and it's good, you know, you can actually use something like a WordPress plugin like Yoast SEO to help you out there uh, to to help format your blog, uh, set it up, you know, give it some SEO juice, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's a process for bloggers that they can learn as they go along. Okay. Well, that, that's some great tips there with regards to just getting started um, with your own blog. But let's segue into the second section for discussion, and that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing in general has been and where it's heading. So starting off with, 
Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? <laughs> I love that bumper there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, let me tell you, I think uh, when it comes to software I couldn't live without, first of all, of course, WordPress.org, uh, but also Olark, which is a um, instant messaging service that I use that really helps me stay in touch with my customers. Uh, it's really fantastic. It's got a lot of great features with it. Uh, so Olark is another one. And I got to say, another one would be MailChimp. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really big on MailChimp. And I've, I've got it on my phone. And um, so... You know, I'm I'm constantly uh, checking it out and and working on it and and so those are the three those are the three things I would say. And um, slightly more challenging question: What software don't you use, but you've heard good things about, and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Yeah, I've been meaning to try Evernote for quite a while. Um, I hear great things about it, and I just haven't tried it yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, ideas often come to me, of course, like many of us, when I'm in the shower, while I'm outside, playing with the kids, out on the town, or whatever. So um, I'm still someone that shoots himself an email. And uh, actually, um, I, I really would like to check out Evernote. It's it's, it's it, one of, it's one of these things as well that um, I've used a little bit in the past, but um, I, I I haven't got into, and um, I, I suppose mm -hmm. it's in the back of my mind as well. Okay, so you haven't used it. I, I've I've used it a little bit. In fact, you know, the icon Evernote is sitting on the desktop of the computer that I'm looking at at the moment, but I can't remember the last time I clicked on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know. Uh, I hope, I mean, I hear good things about it, so. I, I'm sure it must be great because, um, to be honest with you, um, I, th I, th I mean, this is about the 85th um, interview that I've done for Digital Marketing Radio, and I would say at least five or six people have said Evernote there as well. So <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something okay. in that, yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. So, um, but let's move on to. I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What mm. didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Well, my first online business was Kaboomus Copy, which was a freelance copywriting and content creation business. And the one thing I didn't do so well was to start out putting more into my website. I mean, I started with the WordPress.com site, so the website was limited. And it really didn't look as professional as I would have liked. And so, you know, if I could do it over, I would have immediately started with WordPress.org and then I would have put more time into the functionality of my website, uh, learning more about plugins and widgets on my own so that I could better serve the people who visited my site. Right, okay. And so do you think that it's still important for the majority of small business owners um, just to understand the basics about plugins and themes and things like that? Or can that all just be forgotten about and outsourced? Well, I, I really recommend people at least get a basic knowledge of it before they start outsourcing it because I actually was outsourcing it 
early on as well. I actually went from .com, WordPress.com to WordPress.org from my uh, copywriting business. And, but I outsourced the, the design and the development of it uh, to a guy. We, we had a bartering agreement and um, I did some copywriting work for him. And I, I wish I would have actually had taken the time to learn how to do it myself. Because actually, well, I won't get into that. Um, <laughs> so um, definitely, um, I think it's okay to start outsourcing the development of your website as you grow and as you get too big so that you have to outsource it. Okay. Um, so outsource because something has become a challenge or too big to handle rather than actually yeah. start off in that situation. Exactly. I, I think you're much better off getting a knowledge, a working knowledge yourself. And then once you simply are getting so successful, you don't have the time. And then I would recommend outsourcing it. Um, another thing I wish I would have done differently starting out is building my email list. I wish I would have started building my email list right, a right away. Um, people could subscribe to my blog but I wasn't building a true email list that I could keep with me once I moved on to the second website. Uh, so even then I did not use, I, you know, I wasn't using any tool like MailChimp. So I wish I would have been more aggressive on building my email list for sure. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm certainly, um, I've used MailChimp quite a bit in the past. Um, the the mm -hmm. only um, slight issue that um, perhaps, um, individual marketers might have um, if they regularly recommend third-party products with an affiliate link is I believe it's in the MailChimp terms that you're not um, supposed to be pr promoting affiliate links do you, it, it, uh, or certainly it was a couple of years ago do you, do you know if that's still the case at all? No, actually uh, I am not aware that that is their the case mm. it uh, it may not be the case anymore it's just something that um, I, I was aware of in the past and um, um, hmm. um, uh, uh, interesting to see if that still is the case I might I might try and look that up quickly to see if um, it is but um, uh, in the meantime let's just um, say oh, definitely I'm definitely gonna check that out David for sure okay <laughs> sounds good <laughs> um, but um, let's just move on to then the this or that round. Which is the quick response round. So, 10 quick questions. Uh, try not to think about the answer too much here. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. So, ready to go with this? Sure. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Audio. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Google Plus. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? One-on-one -on -one relations. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Website or app? Uh, website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Global marketing. I was hoping at least one of them would prove to be a bit of a challenge there, but um, uh, you were steadily through all of them without any ums and ahs and not too sure. Well, I, I was on Family Feud once. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. 
um, so um, I can't remember Facebook or Google Plus. Which one did you choose for that one? I say Google Plus on that one. So, so you're not one of the ones that um, think that um, Google Plus is on its way out and um, not worthwhile focusing on as a business? Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, uh, I'm not sure uh, what the future is for Google Plus. I think that's still somewhat up in the air, frankly. But, um, you know, when it comes to... Uh, you know, I when I answered that, it was probably more of a personal bias than uh, a business bias. Um, I enjoy Google Plus more. Um, I enjoy using it more. And, um, you know, I do make some really, really great connections there. Um, I, you know, I think we all know what's, you know, why Facebook can sometimes be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I haven't ruled out Facebook either. And I do think, um, Facebook, I'm, I'm not ruling out Facebook. I know some folks have already ruled out Facebook, so, uh, I don't, you know, advocate that either. Um, I do think using some paid advertising on Facebook can, can be a positive thing and, and uh, a good thing. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so I, I'm, you know, when it comes to the two, I like Google Plus better, uh, but I use both, and I would advise other people to use both. Yes, you know, I mean, Google Plus is intriguing in the way that it um, is integrated into things like um, Google Hangouts um, mm-hmm. um, right. and, and the use of video as well, and um it um, is certainly helpful um, with, mm. with, with with syndicating content, but um, who, who knows how it'll it'll evolve? Because it was interesting that over the last year or so, um, Google did things like um, withdrawing authorships um, mm-hmm. f- from their search results as well. So you never quite know what Google is going to do in the future. Yeah, yeah, that was that was disappointing, actually, mm. on the authorship thing, um, but. You know, let's hope that maybe they can, uh, you know, some people say they're going to bring it back, so maybe they will. Right, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what, in the in the meantime, I've also found um, an article on the MailChimp website um, about affiliate links. And, and I think that in the past, um, they, they did um, maybe make a blanket statement to say that they didn't like um, affiliate links, but um, um, perhaps they weren't clear enough because um, they've written a, a blog article on the 18th of November 2014, so just about mm-hmm. two months ago as we're talking. Um, so they say, at MailChimp, we do everything we can to maintain high delivery rates for all of our users because bad affiliate links can harm our delivery reputation. Our system automatically scans for links that are blacklisted by spam filters. Um, so, that, I mean, it's, it's fair enough, that policy now. So um, as, as long as if, um, it's not a link that um, um, is blacklisted by a service like Spamhouse, um, then it, it shouldn't be a, an issue at all within MailChimp. So, so that's good to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think that they just blanket, you know, outlawed all of them, you know, all the links. But um, so, yeah, it's it's all about quality there. Yeah, absolutely. It, w- it wasn't clear for a while, but at least it is now. Um, but yeah. let's uh, move on to the $10,000 question. So if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, 
What would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Well, David, I think I would take that $10,000 and invest it in my video production, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah, better tools, uh, particularly a, a super high quality microphone, as well as, you know, taking my camera up a notch, uh, wanting, you know, I'm wanting to invest in my studio, where I shoot, the background, the lighting, better editing, you know, and, and things like that. Um, and I'd also hire a pro to do an interview, or excuse me, I, I'd hire a pro to do an overview video of, of my business, uh, something that I've got in mind. So um, yeah. I would do that. I would do that. That's interesting. I mean, you've certainly got some decent videos um, up in your blog already, you know, so you, you're um, mm -hmm. certainly way above average in terms of the quality of videos that you're producing at the moment. Um, how, how, well, of, how, how often do you actually publish videos at the moment? Um, well, you know, most of my videos are um, screenshot videos. They're instructional videos. Mm. And, and I use Camtasia for that. And I've grown to love Camtasia as far as doing it all myself. Uh, here's the thing. When I got my iPhone 6 and I wanted to do some, you know, what do you call it, direct videos or, you know, videos of me, uh, I found out that Camtasia wasn't working well with the new iPhone 6. Right. Did you know about that? Um, I don't use, I used Camtasia a long time ago, but I haven't used it for a good five or six years or so, actually. So, um, I, oh, okay. I, I, I use a service um, for screen capture um, called Screencast-O-Matic, um, mm -hmm. which, is, which is quite good for PCs. Um, mm -hmm. And I've just bought um, just a fairly decent Logitech um, HD uh, webcam um, just for st studio use. And um, it seems to be decent enough quality. Certainly when you combine that with a decent microphone, and I've also got some, some lighting in my little home studio as well. Um, so I think good lighting is very important as well. Yeah, you see everything you just mentioned. I would I would love to take that ten thousand dollars and invest in in upgrading that equipment. You know, I I don't want to discourage the new blogger that you know making them think they have to have this high priced equipment to start. I mean, you can actually shoot a very I know high quality video with your smartphone, and uh, you know you can. There are even some free editing video editing tools out there as well so um you know now that it's been it's been a while uh, for me and and i want to you know invest in better videos and so that's probably what i would do that's great advice uh, and i'm glad you mentioned um a decent microphone as well because um i i think that um many people produce good quality videos but they really let themselves down with the quality of the, of the audio i've seen i've seen so many even big professional companies even good google training um themselves in the past um having mm -hmm. a, a horrible echoey sound and um just not wanting to listen to the video mm, yeah that that's surprising yeah uh, when a corporation does it but yeah definitely is a turnoff my number one takeaway. Well, Matthew, you've, you've offered so much great advice in our conversation, um, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the, the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Well, I hope that the number one takeaway for today is to invest in your platform. You know, don't try to take shortcuts or get by with freebies when it comes to your online business or your website. 
because your website is your online storefront. You know, if you're starting a conventional business, you wouldn't want to begin your business in a rat infested dive. You know, you, (laughs) (laughs) you would do whatever you could to start your business in the best location possible. So, um, David, your listeners can, uh, make a decision today to make their new year's resolution, a digital resolution to create a blog, generate income, sharing stories, whatever you want to do, don't overthink it. Just start today. And they can do that by going to build your own blog and starting at step one. And then they'll have a new blog in 20 minutes. Great. Okay. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your advice. So um, um, in terms of just getting in touch with you, it's obviously just going to um, buildyourownblog.net, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, buildyourownblog.net or they can email me at matt at buildyourownblog.net. Sounds great. Well, thanks again then, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me, David. Digital marketing radio, digital